Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel-tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you're able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. It is so important when you are traveling to have the right bag for the right trip. If you pack something too big, then you end up paying to check a bag you don't need. And if you pack something too small, then you can't carry all your stuff. So it's really important that you have the right type of luggage for the right type of trip. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code Pod 10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. It was like B safe or like yeah. B B B Epi. Like it was not just a regular EpiPen. It was a it's a fucking EpiPen with like honeycombs on it. You may fire when ready. podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Oh man, welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? You know, uh, in case anybody's curious that in our week 38 of uh, season two that somehow things around this place still get stale ladies and gentlemen i give you exhibit a of how that's not the case a one marcus j destin told us today that he had some business to take care of some homework business and we were like you know what we got you we'll break this shit down on your behalf and then, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin on a Monday Night Raw, he comes in on his Zamboni and just wants to fuck shit up. That's just how, that's what Marcus is here to do today, is to fuck shit up. And you know what? I'm happy he's here. Yeah. Marcus, how are you all feeling? Oh, listen, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. It's been a long day, and I needed this podcast more than it needs me. So <laughs> we are, we, we, that's, we just going to leave it at that. And we are here. Fan. Fantastic. Well, we are glad that you are here. Yes, we are. Um, Brian, Brian Roush, we are also not to uh, not to downplay no, your yeah, role no. on this podcast. No, yeah. I don't like feel that way at all. Right? I, I mean, I'm riding the high that Marcus is going to join us. Like this man is busy. He, he has he runs so many things, and oh, yeah. he's a student, and he has a full time job, and he like and he runs his like yeah. his own label, I mean, his album, like all thing. I'm just glad he's here. You he made time for us. I'm amped. So I'm amped to be here. And frankly, I need to be here because I need to process what I saw with my eyeballs in The Wicker Man. Yeah. Yeah. Above what did I else. watch? Above yeah. anything else. Chris Schultons, we're coming for you. Yeah. I think Chris it's Schultons, the long and short of this. Supporting our podcast. Uh, why, why did you make a <laughs> this movie? Yeah. Um, well, Doug how, Doug, how are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Um, I also too needed this podcast today. Uh, brain was in a weird space, but I'm here. I'm jacked. I'm ready to be here. Sweet. Um, 
ready to get after it ready to get yeah. into this i yeah. did not know that there were two cuts of this movie um but we <laughs> did will you get watch both cuts? no i only watched one <laughs> I but i say i discovered that there was two because yeah. there was a very important moment i was looking for and it was not in the cut i watched um <laughs> but gentlemen before we really get into uh, our movie this week we need to settle some score on catch that quotable oh i'm right and currently marcus is still in the lead yes he with is 12 mm -hmm. brian is in second place with 11 and i inched myself one step closer with 10 um but still straight trail the leader by two so marcus okay. you have the board sir so why don't mm. you kick us off okay yeah i can do that for sure um so here we go well that's brothers for you they always know which buttons to press. Oh, I expected One there to be time. more, nope, <laughs> more that's of it. that quote. That's it. <laughs> well, that's brothers for you. They always know which buttons to press. Oh, man. There's a lot of movies with brothers. There I, are I'm a lot gonna... of movies with brothers. I feel yeah. I feel like I'm gonna need a lifeline here. I'm definitely going to need a lifeline because <laughs> I could go in a couple of different directions. And <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. What's um, our hand? Lifeline. Let's say ghost. 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 Spooky. Spooky. Ghost. Um. I feel like once I tell you what the movie is, it'll make more sense. Unless you haven't seen this movie and really don't care about it, <laughs> then that'll be like a whole different thing. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. Um, Marcus, is this Leprechaun in the Hood? That did hell no. Okay, I never. I wasn't sure. Um, but that's know. the way I went with it. You said spooky, and I was like, well, that would be a throwback to our conversation with Stephanie Williams, but maybe okay. that's not it. Okay, you dug deep. Uh, a, a ghost, there's yeah. a ghost, ghost, ghost. Uh, there's a ghost about brotherhood. I don't know. Is this stepbrothers? I don't know. No, it is not. That's fine. This is James Bond Spectra. Oh, the one, oh, you know, gosh, when you, when you find out they're brothers. Oh, well, we meet James Bond's his brother. Right. Oh my gosh, that is not the that is not okay. I wasn't even in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I love for those that don't know, I love James Bond movies. Um, Daniel oh, Craig is like he's he's a good James Bond to me, and I'm interested to see what they'll do yeah. next. Um, Skyfall yeah. is the best of that series. If anybody yeah. does not know okay. that, yeah, um, and they should have stopped after Skyfall, but yes. we have one more on the way. Yeah. Um, Marcus, out of all of the James Bonds, who uh, is Daniel, your like? Uh, it's um, it's it, Chris Brosnan. Uh, it, it is Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Sorry, I say Chris. Pierce, it's Pierce. You're fine. It's, I, like Sean Connery was fine, but it was yeah. like Pierce brought something different to it that was like, sure. man, that is a swaggy white guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's he, true. He bought something different, and I honestly thought he was the only James Bond until I watched his and then went backwards. So, <laughs> oh, um, sure. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. I think. I think Goldfinger will always be in my yeah. brain like that, one of the better ones. Good one. Um, but I, man, I remember when Goldeneye came out, and that just that that for me cemented like game. my middle school life. Yeah, uh, uh, Goldfinger is like the template of a Bond movie. Yeah, like I think that's the yep. best way I can like it, it. That is, if you were ever gonna like a director do a James Bond movie, you watch Goldfinger, and it's mm -hmm. just like these are the elements to a good Bond movie. Yeah, for sure. But, I, I mean, GoldenEye 2 is very informative to me because I I remember I asked my dad a lot of questions because there's like a lot of geopolitics in that one. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, 
the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore, Brian. That's all you need to know. We won the war. And I was like, I don't understand what that means. And I will watch this movie. Okay, Dad. All right, Dad. And then, of course, yeah, that's a whole other story. Shout out to my dad. Thanks for the history lesson. Shout out to your dad. I thought you meant you asked him questions about Holly Berry because that that was (laughs) no other area. No, 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 no. Those are some whole, other questions for a different time. A lot of discovering myself. Going no, I did not. Yeah, <laughs> I had to figure that one out on my own. For sure, <laughs> Marcus. Who do you want to have go next? <laughs> uh, let's let Doug go first because Doug is shooting. He may not be going for three pointers, but he's definitely he's he's at the free throw line. Okay. And he, you know, his ones are counting towards the overall score. So chipping, I want to chip, see chipping away, chipping you know, away, chipping away at it. So Doug, take us away. Okay. You must pay for everything in this world, one way and another. There is nothing free except the grace of God. You must pay for everything in this world, one way and another. There is nothing free except the grace of God. What was that movie we watched a while back that was uh, Hmm. Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland? Oh, oh, delusions. Delusions. Devil's devil something. The devil all the time. Devil all the time. I'm uh, assuming it's a, not that since you just told not, Marcus. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but that, that was the first thing that came to mind, the preacher with the spiders. Yep, that's absolutely right. Yep. Who is also Neville Longbottom. Just Who is also up. Neville Longbottom. You know, uh, they get my boy Neville so wrong in that series, but that's a different story. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need to slam that hint button, Doug. Okay. Your hint is... Western. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Last time he did a Western, it was the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. So it could True. be in that series where, God, what was the second one in that series? Um, Was it a fistful of dollars? And then the last so. one was a few dollars more, I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm like between three right now. Okay. Okay. Uh, <sighs> I'm gonna say fistful of dollars. That is not. That is incorrect, Marcus. It's a good guess, but incorrect. Brian, does that help you at all or not? Hey, I, well, okay. I'm presented now with two options. I can go for a few dollars more, like Marcus sure. has laid that out for me, or trying to. I don't know. I don't trust you. Like I, I don't that's, know if it's gonna fine. go in that I'm direction, or maybe I should go like Unforgiven or Cowboys and Aliens. Now I'm like psyching Ooh, myself out. Okay? Cowboys and Aliens. You know what? You I'm gonna stand better. on the shoulders of giants here. I'm gonna go for a few dollars more, gentlemen. That is incorrect. Um, this <sighs> week we got treated to a trailer with Miss Haley Steinfeld in it, gentlemen. Oh. This is the movie True Grit. Well played oh, with Jeff. Well played. Haley Steinfeld, and Matt Damon. Yeah, yep. I watched that movie exactly one time. Yep, it's good. It's good, but it's, long, yep, it's, uh, it's very long. I mean, that is that is the movie that put Haley Steinfeld on the map for yeah. sure. Yeah, she crushed it. Yeah. Also, fun fact, I read an article today or I read something today that um, so Jeff Bridges has cancer and it is in remission. And also Damn. he said that he was battling covid recently. Oh my gosh. And a quote that came from this interview is my bout with covid made my cancer look like a cakewalk. Oh, my God. Man, Jeff Bridges, get better soon. And so people get quick. vaccinated, goddammit. Like, please. what? Like, uh, yeah, please get, get vaccinated. Cancer. Please. Like, here's the st- if these are the please. tears, according to the dude himself, <laughs> COVID's the worst. He needs to go this. back inside of Tron. I feel like it's a lot safer in there. Than <laughs> it's safer in Tron. much safer in Tron. All right, Brian, bring us home. All right, gentlemen. 
Well, sometimes I have the feeling I can do crystal meth, but then I think, mm, better not. You know what? I thought Brian was just talking and that was not his quote. Um, <laughs> I, I just was not. It was a very smooth don't, transition. Brian, Brian, don't do crystal meth. Hey, don't do crystal well, meth. Sometimes I have the feeling I can do crystal meth, but then I think, mm, better not. And that's the end of the quote. That is not oh me wanting god. to do crystal meth. That is me quoting a movie. Oh my god. Oh, this sounds like a comedy. Gotta be a comedy. No it's, way that somebody's in a serious movie saying this. I guess. I hope not. So it could be a dramedy. It could be. It could be one of those that goes like really dark, like at the mm -hmm. end. Um, I'm thinking of that movie with The Rock where they were all bodybuilders. Mark Wahlberg, The Rock. Pain, pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. That's the first thing that comes to mind is Pain and Gain. Okay. Only because only that kind of, I don't know. I don't know. That's the That's the first thing that came to mind. All right, Brian, what's your hint? The hint is I saw the sign. And I opened up my eyes and I saw the sign. Uh, is this a country song? I, ooh, Brian, is this Empire Records? It is not Empire Records. That is a good guess, though. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Is this Johnny Cash Walk the Line? It is not. This is Pitch Perfect. Oh, oh. my goodness. Okay. All right. That was Brian, good, one, good work. That was a good movie. <laughs> Hey, I, yeah, that was good. This, yeah, this is Rebel Wilson's line uh, okay. when she's talking to Bumper, the guy from Workaholics. Yep, and yep. they're asking to go out on a date. Yeah, the deep, it's a deeper cut, but it checks out. No, that's totally yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. this movie's almost out, ten years old, by the way, so I feel is, like a dinosaur. Which oh feels like it just came out because I remember vividly when that when the commercial for right? the movie came out. And I remember sequel. when I remember when Cups was like the oh thing. Gosh, you could not that escape that song everywhere. Like it was just everywhere all the time. That and uh, Bulletproof made a comeback. Oh yeah, which is awesome, but well, it made a comeback. So good one. All right, gentlemen. Well, the. The results stay the same. Marcus retains his title for another week. So we will settle this uh, next week to see uh, what yeah. happens. So, but it's exciting. That was, that right, was a good we'll do it. Good work all around. Gentlemen, we pitched it to our Patreon supporters to check to basically make a recommendation for a movie. And the recommendation this week came from a one Chris Schultons. And he asked us to watch uh, 2006 The Wicker Man starring Nicolas Cage. Thanks, guys. Um, and we got a bone to pick with Chris, but we're going to cover the movie first. Um, I mean, I, I appreciate it. I, yeah, I appreciate yeah. I've always heard about this movie and I've never watched it. Never this was a it. fantastic excuse to watch it. I, yeah. I am glad I watched it, but I don't know what I watched. I, I think I'm more upset. I paid $3.99 to rent this shit. I would agree. Yes, I would agree with that as well. <laughs> I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah. So, but what I'm especially curious is. I want to hear Marcus's barbershop story. Do you even this movie? So Marcus, how do you Godspeed? <laughs> I am I am literally about five about ten minutes now from watching the movie. So I literally just got done watching the movie. Oh so my here's goodness. my fresh synopsis. You got Nicolas Cage, who is <laughs> an average beat cop i guess um he's this cop and he he you see him on the road he's he's doing this thing you know what i mean he's doing the stuff that cops do trying to be a helping man trying to be a helping person and this little girl drops his little doll outside the thing right and so she drops the doll outside the, well she doesn't drop it she throws the doll outside the car right she throws Lights. it he comes and he picks it up while in motion on the motorcycle which i'm pretty sure would get you a ticket if you were anybody else but whatever <laughs> yes so fuck it so like he goes swoops up the car he swoops up the little thing 
drops by the car. The mama looked nervous because the cop done pulled over and then they all wearing these sweaters in the middle of what looks like Arizona. So like they yeah. are, he pulls over this car, tells the girl, hey, you know, you drop, you know, you know, you drop a thing, got to be safe. You know what I mean? She takes the thing and she throws the doll back out. So as he goes and he's like, oh, hey man, yeah. comes with the territory, whatever, oh, yeah. whatever, whatever. Yeah. He goes over, walks over, picks up the doll, a big ass truck comes and and smashes i don't even know how that happened the truck is riding in the wrong direction and smashes into the car right as it's smashing into the car apparently people are still alive so they still alive so the little girl is in the back seat no scars no nothing she just pops up like a damn gopher in a hole and he's like yo like yo just like you know get down or stay yeah. down where he tries to crack the window that isn't able to crack the window car explodes he gets knocked out they show the next scene this man is taking ibuprofen and some oxycodone so whatever whatever he's taking Take so a mess, roughly. He is, yeah, right. And he is traumatized. There's this weird sexual cop tension of that come this lady that comes to the door. Yes. Never really explained what the hell that was. But like yes. she comes to the door, checks in on him. And and for somebody who's a police officer, she's extremely nervous to be talking to another police officer. Now I can only imagine if he was black. Oh, slid that in there. So Ooh, I like it. So so the cop, they talking to each other, it gets a little weird, gets a little funky, don't really know what the hell is going on. So, like, he is obviously traumatized and going through stuff. She brings him mail. Instead of recuperating, like a recuperating, this guy reads the mail and his ex fiance who ran out on him writes him a letter and says, Yo, my daughter is missing. I didn't know who else to write, so I'm going to write you. I know I left you on a bad note. I left you and you proposed to me and I dipped anyway, but I need your help to find my daughter. He was like, All right, cool. I guess I'm going to go to this location that I don't know anything about as a cop with no experience. And no signal, and I'm gonna go here and try to help this lady because I guess I still love her. Anyway, ends up on this island, little funky ass island with nothing, filled with nothing but women, and the women like laughing weird and they looking at him weird. He's flashing his badge all over the place, trying to oh, find his oh daughter wrong as if the badge means anything. a goddamn thing. So like oh he's God. flashing his badge, trying to find Rowan, sees his old ex, his ex little flame willow, and everybody's named after a flower, and everybody's being weird. Yep. And there's a whole bunch of bees on the goddamn island, like they yep. use an exterminator or some shit. But the the amount of bees don't match to no honey because they ain't got no damn honey so but they got sugar and sweetener and That's all this shit like that right so basically it looks like a little cult or a little little old school um spirit and ritual living so they he's trying to go around find this little girl come to find out the the willow is sister willow is like yo that's actually your daughter well damn girl you should have mentioned that when i first got here on the island so then he goes and he's looking all over the place ain't nobody giving him answers no, he is like no. everybody's giving him the run around he keeps flashing his badge he went in and interrogated children and these children don't know what the hell is going on and yeah. so he keeps the weird part is he keeps having these flashbacks of this truck hitting this girl on a boat out of nowhere out of nowhere so she's drowning funny. holding the baby holding the dead baby and all this other stuff he's freaking out the mama's lost i'm lost everybody's lost don't nobody know what's going on apparently they be having this ritual lo and behold long story short they set this man up years ago so they really took yep. the long route for this uh, and and, yeah. and they set him up with Miss sister willow as a part of it they set him mm -hmm. up. Um, his own daughter is a part of it. They put him in this wicker man, and they basically, well, after he dresses up as a bear and, st and, and straight stone cold punches somebody right in the fucking face like a sucker punch, and then put him in the wicker basket, light the wicker basket on fire, and then he's screaming and everybody's just talking about the drone must die, and then they flash back and James Franco creepy ass is at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yep. J James Franco in his relatively natural habitat. Yes. As a place. <laughs> yes. Yeah, looking Jesus even Christ. creepier than I remember. Absolutely creepier than I remember. Very creepy. 
Marcus, home run, sir. That I mean, this this movie Thank is you. one big pile of gobbledygook. So <laughs> good, good job navigating that. I'm um, lost. So here's what I will say. <laughs> Gentlemen, this movie is not the first one. The no, first Wicker not. Man no, came out in 1978. Uh, 1973, excuse me. And it was a horror movie that at one point in time starred Chris, that, that starred Christopher Lee. Love that. Now, the big thing for you all to like, remember the, as far as like the difference between these two movies is concerned. This movie took a, a take and made the entire Island women. Right. The other one, the original, the 1973 version did not. Um, Lady Summers Isle was actually Lord Summers Isle, and oh, it was like an entire community. Um, and there was not this like caste system of women and men. Um, so that was that was a choice. <laughs> that was a choice that was made was a for this movie that that doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Either. I'm laughing because I called dibs on talking about the long scene. I'm sorry. The log scene? Oh, the yeah, log there's scene? A log. Oh, there's a log it. scene with Nick yeah. Cage and some men. I'm yeah. so sorry. I can't stop laughing about it. Yes, yeah. I enjoy. Yes, I, I hear you, yes. Doug, that it's that was a choice. That was a weird choice, though. A very I, weird choice. And so exciting that they, they tried to take an original take with it. Um, yeah. What I'm curious to kick us off is that this movie has its ups and downs, but I want to go about this a different way. When did you know, <laughs> without knowing anything, I mean, we've all heard about this in various ways. When did you all first feel like this movie wasn't going to be great? I'm very curious about when the realization kind of washed over you, where you went like, oh, shit, like this is not going to go well. When, when he got on the boat, he was on the boat and he put on the aftershave and the truck hit the little girl. I said, yep. that's a boat. <laughs> that's that's a boat. Like I don't know what else I was supposed to say. He first of all, you put on aftershave for what? Yep. And yep. they spent like a solid three seconds on that scene yeah. on that scene in that sequence. Also, like, why are you putting on aftershave? It just didn't make no. any sense at all. And it made so me. Weird. I had questions too of like, okay, so you showed up to this island. What are you gonna? What are you gonna try and get your ex-wife or your ex-fiance back? Is that the strategy here? Like, what's what's the angle with this? Like, yeah, she's gonna smell your aftershave and be like, "Oh, you're right. Let's <laughs> get out of here." Like, got him? Was it the cop? Is it a cop's curiosity or the need to be a hero that led him there? Like, you're right. supposed to be on rest, right? Right. Yeah. Like, and was the was the was the child in the beginning related to Rowan? And because I that's what I didn't understand there either. Wait, I thought I oh wait, no, it's not the same kid. I no, apologize. It's not the same kid. It's so not the same you, kid. So if you're I paying, did think that for the first I did yeah. minutes though. So that so this this the weird thing that threw me off with this, and not to like first off spoilers, like if you're not oh, if yeah, you have, we're getting into oh, this. Yeah. So if at the very end when Lady uh Lady Summers Isles like got her like face makeup on, she's like, You're the sacrifice, surprise, gotcha. Um she's like, This has been orchestrated forever. She, the the camera cuts to three people or yes. two people who take yes. off their mask. That's the family from the station wagon that gets smoked by the semi truck. So and they couldn't find the bodies because they escaped. They weren't there. They got out. Yep. 
How it can was you escape all... an eighteen wheeler hitting the front of that fucking station <laughs> right Well, it also <laughs> begs no. the question. So if this whole thing is like, like this whole thing is is planned out to get Nick yeah. Cage to the, the Summer Island, did you plan for the semi to hit the car? I guess. Did. How did so? You was do Sister it? Tulip driving the damn uh, semi? Was she driving I, the semi? Maybe, maybe it was Sister Rose. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Sister uh, Rose has her seat, has her, has her uh, eighteen has her wheeler CDL? license. They have dead. no questions. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, it like the plan doesn't make sense. We'll get more into how the plan doesn't make any sense at all. And this isn't like just general nitpicking. Like this is core to the plot. Like no, this, this is, is the plot entire point. plot. Like this is plot point. Um, uh, Brian, it, when was your first clue that this maybe wasn't going to be great? So uh, the point where Marcus is talking about, I know I had a feeling it wasn't the feeling of like, Oh, I'm in it. But it was this feel like I had that at, in that moment when the semi hit the girl as a vision on the boat, I was like, that's a choice. <laughs> yep. And so like, that's what I knew. I'm like, I need to be aware that this, this is weird. This is already yep. getting weird. But I think the moment if I really had to clarify it, that I knew that I was in for a real crock of like not good stuff was yep. when Nick Cage, he gets to the island. He just like just starts walking up like to people and yep. he's like, I'm a police officer and yeah. I'm here. <laughs> and it's yep. like these these island inhabitants are like, this is a private island. Like, what are you doing here? Like, that is exactly how that would go down. And Nick Cage is like, well, I'm here to find somebody i'm like wait a minute this is a private island and your big plan is just to like go yep. for it yeah, yeah. he just yeah. was like i'm gonna get after it that's what's gonna happen and that's when i knew because yeah. like the performances were so off because like shout out to the like the the island people women cast like they're trying to be creepy mm -hmm. and like yeah. evasive but like nick cage for some reason got a memo just to go like full nick cage and yeah. he's just like well i'm gonna I'm, you can't stop me and it's like the tones don't match up at no all. It and it's no. really off-putting the better part of an hour and 45 yes. minutes shouting at women about oh, how yeah. he's a police officer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. most insane oh, yeah. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, this movie is, to me, this movie was like Nick Cage playing good cop, bad cop with himself. <laughs> yes. Perfect. That's yes. perfect. He would go in and flip a school desk and then he would go in and talk to Willow oh, and be like, God. everything's going to be okay. But then like he's good cop, bad cop, oh, flipping and switching. And I was just like, yeah. what is happening here? Yeah, it's it's insane. Well, what I, about you, Doug? So my first inkling that this so mine wasn't really a not really a moment, but it was maybe like a plot point that <laughs> was really, really intentionally set up. But like, was it exactly clear that they just left? And it happens within like the first 10 minutes of this movie. OK, it's when they're at the diner. And it's a regular conversation. Right. And it's the way they introduce Nick Cage's character. They oh, introduce shit. his character. Because he's thumbing through self-help audiobooks <laughs> yep. on a stand. Yeah. And I was like, well, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. You've yeah. never seen him talk. Your first introduction is cop is talking to waitress. Waitress says, how about your friend? And he goes, hey. Like, that, <laughs> like that's how he's introduced into this. And that's when I knew. I was like. Oh man. The other thing that I always feel like, and they talk about these red flags for movie, like for bad movies, 
there are like 80 production companies at the beginning. I saw at least six different logos that's true. Yeah, when that's this true. started. Oh, and man. one of them I want to talk about. So oh. I saw these and did just a smidgen Go for of digging. And here, so here are the, the, the production companies involved. Alcon Entertainment, Millennium Films, Emmett Furla Films, and one called Saturn Films. Yes. When you do a cursory Google of Saturn Films. Cursory. I like, like when that. When you just Google it and look at them. Gentlemen, Saturn Films is responsible for almost 75% of Nicolas Cage's filmography. Incredible. Oh, he must own it. He, right? I think he does have an ownership in it. So like, if you go back and think about the, so if we do the last, like the top five most right. popular Saturn films, Pig, which just came out this yep. year, starring Nicolas Cage, World Trade Center, starring Nicolas Cage, <sighs> Willie's Wonderland, starring Nicolas Cage, then there's The Life of David Gale is number four, and that stars Kevin Spacey, and then National Treasure is five. Okay. So I think that Nicolas Cage has an ownership in Saturn Films, which is a why he's allowed to just kind of go to the max in his acting because he's like, hey, I helped fund this, so I'm going right. to do what I want to do with it. So just a thought. So that was the first part for me. Um I mean, uh, this from what I found from Wikipedia, this yep. is this is just what they're saying. But he outright owns Saturn Films. Yeah. yeah. Why can't I find any right information on this? I googled Saturn Films, and it looks like a fake website. <laughs> That's that the totally problem. fits it's, Nicolas Cage. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> I mean, they did Bangkok Dangerous, like literally all of these movies that he's like had such a strong role in. Yeah, he's he's got ownership in Saturn film. So they're so basically Nicolas Cage was a producer for the Wicker Man, which is kind of nuts I, to I think mean, about. And yeah. maybe offers a little bit of an explanation. Yes. Um, gentlemen, let's start. Let's try to start off on a positive note. Is there any part <laughs> of this movie that is good or has redeeming quality or are there things about it that maybe you liked? Just walk me down a little bit on it your feelings uh, on the positive end of the spectrum. If there are any, the women are beautiful. That's right. You know, majority their women angle worst. their angle yeah. works. Shout, yep. out, shout out to all women cast, mm -hmm. um, you know, which I'm sure during the time 2006, that was not like a, mm -hmm. you know, big, that's big true. Thing. So true. I'm, I'm going to shout that's out true. to that. Okay. That's a, Hey, that's right. We're, we're, we're polishing, the, we're trying to polish this turd just a little bit. There you go. <laughs> Brian, anything that you thought was like a redeeming quality of this particular movie? Uh, boy, howdy. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. Like, I usually, I'm positive, Pete. And you are. This may, movie may have broken I was, one, you. I was I, wondering what Brian was going to pull out of this, like, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to find something genuinely okay. enjoyable. Uh, Doug, why don't you go and we'll okay. come back to me? Here's what I'll do. Um, I will shout out the actors in this. Okay, yes. Yeah. Because there's not a... Look, this movie is nuts. The dialogue is insane. And for some of them, they they really brought it. Like, they really did a good job. Like, Molly Parker plays Sister Rose. 
um, who was the school teacher. She did mm-hmm. a good job. Like she mm-hmm. really like brought it and I thought acted really well. Um, Ellen Burstyn, who plays Sister Summer's Isle, like she did yep. a good job. Um, I love Frances Conroy. Um, she was the oh, yeah. doctor. Like they did a good job. Mm-hmm. And considering that they were acting with like full-blown un- yeah. unleashed Nicholas Cage <laughs> like Cage across from them. Yeah. Shout out to them because this couldn't have been easy to be like I got to act against a guy who I think might be doing cocaine in his trailer. Like <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um so they did a good job and I think that that's to their credit to still show up and still do their best even though this was got kind of bonkers and some scenes that were pretty crazy. You know I, I do want to give that a bump uh, okay. because I, I think it goes back to like my first comment about like just the tonal differences here. And I feel yeah. like to me, what it feels like is that all the actors were given just different objectives. <laughs> like it just feels like everybody got like a flash card and it was like, here's yep. your direction. And yeah. nobody talked about it and they just uh, yeah. they went. It's like a bad party game. So yeah. like all of the villagers, they're giving it all that they can give because they're like, okay, creepy Island. I got it. I'm going to go creepy Island. And to their, to their credit, they do it. Lily Sobieski kind of comes to mind. Like she's doing this creepy, weird familiarity thing. She was, uh, uh, if you're not familiar with her, um, she was the one that was like, telling Nick cage, like, take me with you. Um, she was that character. Um, and she just kind of had this weird haunting familiarity of like, I don't know you, but yeah. why do I know you like mm-hmm. as a character? Um, so uh, to me, that was a good thing about it. Like those performances, I feel like were good. Um, it just felt like Nick Cage got a different note of just like, okay, you're a rogue cop. Think die hard, but you're on an island. And yeah. that's like his direction. And then yeah. everyone else was like, Hey, we're doing like, creepy creepy kind of movie in the afternoon you're you're kind of going like full-on rogue cop and you're just supposed to be like a dad trying to find his daughter and he was like don't tell me what to do (laughs) right yeah no that's a very very good point Brian. and i want to offer some more like please people maybe didn't necessarily (laughs) the director the the notes the director gave actors versus what the director at Nicolas Cage thought they were doing. So in an interview with Andy Wire, Nicolas Cage did basically kind of like a rundown of his different um, movies. And he talks about like working with um, uh, Werner Herzog. And he talks about like some of his, like what his strategy is. And so one of the questions comes up where he says, where they ask him about the wicker man. And this is Nicolas Cage's response. Nicolas Cage. Wicker Man is probably the best example of a movie where people are mystified because they think for some reason that we did not know it was humorous, even though I'm dressed in a bear suit doing these ridiculous things with the matriarchal society on the island. How can you not know that Neil LeBute, who was the director, and I knew that this was absurdist humor? humor. But okay, have at it. That was a misconception. So you need to tell me. You went into this saying we're going to do me and him are going to do absurdist humor. But those people, they think this is a real movie. Got him. Like, so basically, like, it's the equivalent of like, are you serious? And they're like, no, it's a joke. Like, I can't believe you fell for it. We got you. We we were joking. I 
I don't buy that at all. It just sounds like it sounds made up. Um, but there you go. That's that's why he thinks that this is misunderstood. Is he's basically saying this is this is this was a joke. They thought it was real, but he and I knew this was a joke. And that's like uh then why not let other people lean into the joke? Why man? not just make it a comedy? Like right. you like you were in a bear suit and socked the hell out of young woman. Straight <laughs> like, up soccer punch just, somebody. Just straight like, up hooks her. Or how just, about the part where he kicks a woman in the chest and she goes flying back into a wall of pictures? Oh, what? Like, like, I forgot about that. It was like Nicolas Cage was in the storyboard room and he was like, you know what I want? Just let me loose in a in a town full of women. Yeah, right. Just let me just let me be the only man that got some type of like because all the rest of the men on the island look like weary they look beat down they look like you know what i mean and he comes in i guess he's supposed to be big bad mighty uh nick cage and he just causing a a ruckus right or or here's or the director's like all right guys um i want you to prep for your scene nicholas cage hey um do you know how to take a punch (laughs) why is that why is that relevant to this we're just supposed to argue okay just can you i mean yes i can how about a kick can you take a kick Nick, what are you planning? Yeah. Hey, we're going to improvise a little bit. What? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like yeah. what? A bear How? suit? A bear suit doesn't even look like a real bear. So you mean, <laughs> you mean tell me they watch that bear walk up to them, then watch that bear fist hit them in the face? Yes. <laughs> and they just <laughs> didn't see it coming. Like, what's wrong, sister? <laughs> Smoked. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, just sucked. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I like the thing that just blows my mind about this movie is like I want to know if I could talk to the director and I want to Neil Labute. I feel yep. like is is how yep, you say right. this. Neil Labute. If like I want to talk to him and be like, when was it in the edit bay that you knew <laughs> that like <laughs> this was beyond like oh we need to do reshoots like it's beyond yeah. oh no this is like in the DNA of yeah. the script how am i gonna salvage this like that's what i want to know because that that yeah. feeling is so unique and so personal to everybody and we've all been there whether it's movies or like yep. oh this project i've been working on i have to scrap the whole thing because it's awful oh well i just gotta plow through i guess uh yep. because i i don't know like halfway through this movie you're just kind of like i don't really understand Mm-hmm. where we need to go the best way i can relate it is like you're playing a video game and like you have your character in an open world and they're like go to the red house and you're like i don't know where the red house is like I, i'm in a field i don't know which way to go <laughs> right. there's nothing on my map i guess i guess i'll just start walking forward and stumble into a beehive like oh i my just God. and the fact that his an EpiPen is called <laughs> bee <laughs> What was it called? No, we have to it get was, the name. It was it was like B safe or like yeah. B B B Epi. Like it was not just a regular EpiPen. It was a it was a fucking EpiPen with like honeycombs on it. Like that just didn't make but any did, sense. But what I didn't understand was when the when the doctor saved him and he woke up, That's she right. said, I saved you using the old ways. And then they stare at each other for five seconds. That's and right. She was like, well, what? at least you're alive. And I was like, did did you touch me in my sleep? Like, what just what are we talking about here? You didn't even tell me how you I touched I saved you using the old ways. I saved you using the old ways. Excuse what? me. What? what? Thank, 
I think this is the part I, I had talked to Doug a little bit about this before you got on, Marcus. I fell asleep during this movie. I will. <laughs> I so I watched this Friday night, and I like I know I'm an old man now, and I was like, I got to start this by 9 p.m. Otherwise, I'm gonna fall asleep. Finger. Still fell asleep because I, I like the when he talks to Sister Summer was like when I was drowsy and trying to like figure yep. stuff out, but like I had to rewind to the old ways part, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get this on the second try. I did not. I did not <laughs> at all. At whatsoever. No what the here's what's interesting. I just I just Googled this, right? Universal <laughs> Pictures had been planning a remake of this mm -hmm. film, right? Of the I'm same name since the up. 1990s. The yep. British film had been had been in the licensing library of the Canal Plus, um, which was owned like a different part of Universal. So basically, they waited their whole life to do <laughs> this movie. Basically, <laughs> this yep. movie ended up getting a 15% based on 108 reviews and a 3.7 out of 10 on Metacritic. Yep. On yep. Metacritic. It's, it has been um nominated for the Golden Raspberry Award, which for those wow, that don't know, Razzies. that is the the Razzies. Um and it lost uh it lost worst picture to Basic Instinct 2. It oh. lost worst actor to Marlon and Sean Waynes for Little Man. Oh, rest oh, in man. peace, rest in peace little man. Worst on-screen couple, Cage and his bear suit, lost <laughs> to Sean Wayans and either character <laughs> Carrie Washington um, for little for little man. So it's just it's insane that there was really only one movie that people didn't like more than this, that that hated more than this. At least little man was a comedy. That was little man. Yeah. Little Little Man at least was a blatant comedy instead of it trying to be like a ha ha we gotcha, sort of, we gotcha. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Brian. No, it's just this this movie is just an enigma to me. Like it <laughs> yep. is bad. It, this is a bad film, but there is something captivating yeah. about just how off mm -hmm. the rails this got of just how there's no I think if you'll allow me to pontificate here for a second, I would like, love you to pontificate. I feel like this is just such a genuinely good example. Like if you're in film school, I don't know who, who, if, if you are and you're listening <laughs> to this, but like, this school. is just a genuine example of like, you have to have your focus. Like you yes. have to have that in full clarity. So the audience goes along with you on this story, because this didn't feel like Nick Cage finding his daughter as much as it was like, Maybe this is just Nick Nicolas Cage getting dropped off on an island and he's just wandering around. <laughs> With a there's no clear, like, there's not even like a paint by numbers thing of like, no. oh, go to the schoolhouse. Mm. Then the schoolhouse leads you to here, it's to the just, grave, or like, then it leads you to here. It's just kind of like it's just aimless. A, it's, it's a stranger talking to other strangers yes. about a topic that yeah. they both kind of know about, but they don't want to talk about like yeah. that. Can we talk just for a minute about that fucking schoolhouse scene? That scene is that is bonkers top to bottom. It, he shouts at children and goes, <laughs> you little yes. liars. Yes. What? Yes. What? <laughs> like, what? There's no, there's no tension. There's no, no tension in <laughs> no. this movie. Because every single time there's like a <laughs> no. modicum of tension, Nicolas Cage screams at somebody. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> he screamed and at Willow. There was like, yeah. it's so many weird moments in this film where like looking, here's what got me about the movie. The <laughs> long route that they take to get here. Yes. It's yes. like you set up Nick Cage for how many years to like, that's what we're saying to set the like, character up. 
decade plus by the so way. at the end of the movie james franco is then he's not going to get punished right away he's going to uh-huh. punish 10 years from now is that what's right. being said here i mean basically it sounds yeah. like they were playing the long game and saying like when you met her she was gonna like when you met her we were already working on trying to like Sacrifice take you down you. a peg which doesn't make and is it only the police officers like what's the rule <laughs> that was, well it was confusing because so i can't believe i know all this so the b product the b honey production well, yeah brian take us there <laughs> I, I i hate i hate that i know that so oh the like the the impetuous for this the reason this the whole thing starts to get in motion is because the bees they mentioned like all oh, our honey production was down last year and there weren't enough bees. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, so I guess the plan is that like the, the, the sister Willow, I think is her mm-hmm. name, right? They're like, yep. okay, send the letter to get Nick cage here and tell her, tell him that he, he's got a daughter missing. So he'll come here. Cause, cause no, Brian, they, oh, no, wait, no, he doesn't know. He just says, yeah, my child is missing. And he yeah. goes, oh my gosh, this seems like something I need to get involved yeah. in. <laughs> totally banking on the fact that the person she hasn't talked to in 10 years is going to help, help her out. Okay, fine. He, he gets there by the way, though, the part of the, part of the plan also is that he can't get to the Island so nope. that he bribes the plane the seaplane guy mm-hmm. yeah. who's a part of the plan and then they kill him oh, so oh. just gonna skip that yeah. um and then he gets there so that they have somebody to sacrifice for the honey production so yeah. like the best way i can see it is like you're you're sending out people as like backup contingency plans to then lure the men back to the island to yeah. sacrifice them in case that the honey production is impacted. That's how I made sense of it. Also, did that seaplane driver get bribed for like $25? Yep. No, like, it was like 250. Okay. Oh, Fuck. what did he say? He said two. <laughs> what? Anyway, he said my friends amount. like Mr. <laughs> Hamilton and Mr. Jefferson. And I'm sitting here like, okay, Okay, so did you just get bribed to take this man? You were yeah. like, "This is my livelihood. I can't yeah. take you on the plane." Right. And I'm here, like, did you just get bribed for like twenty five dollars yeah. to yeah. basically do this? I mean, a hundred and fifty bucks, I think, if I remember yeah. the line right. Which, yeah, what? Yeah, Nicholas, exactly. Nicholas Cage on the island in the same suit for Lord knows how many days it's been. Yeah, who knows what's happening? Another great point. He's traipsing through water. Oh, yeah. He's sweating, and by day two, that suit looks like it's gone through the dry cleaning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. There's so many dropped plot points and like details in this movie too. It's just like they they take his bag up to his room and he's looking through his bag. He's like, "Hey, where are my tapes?" Yeah, the most random. They were like, "It's called, it's called whatever the title was," and she was like, "Everything's gonna be okay." And and she was like, "Tape," and she was like, "Thank you," and walked away. I was like, "What what does that mean?" I don't know what that means. And he didn't like, like I don't know if this was like a set dressing thing, if this was like a prop thing, but like, there's nothing in that bag. No, hell no. There was nothing in that bag, so I was like, "Did you Other just come here with B epinephrine?" Yeah, like, it's random. First of all, who swats a bee like that? And then the way that they looked at him when he swatted that damn bee, they was like, "Did you just kill that damn bee?" Yes. And he's like, "Sorry, I'm severely allergic." Like, sir, you ain't even supposed to be on this island, first <laughs> right? <of all. laughs> right? Like someone who who cannot at all read the room, like someone that goes to the party no. and like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey." I know the best, I know the best 
acid jazz we could put on right now. And you're like, no, like that's not really the vibe of this party. No, no, no. Trust me, acid jazz. Like that's the type of character he was. It's the person he he shows up. He missed the speech about taking your shoes off at the door, so he walks in and just wears his shoes shoes around the house. Yeah, like that's that's absolutely who this man is. I also want to talk about his fiance, Sister Willow. Yes, she bothered me the entire movie. (laughs) Um, and maybe that's just an actress being a like a great actress, but something about the way she looked. When she was explaining about her daughter going missing, I was like, any cop would be able to look at this and be like, "Mm, something's off here. Yep. Well, and the fact that like she she says stuff that doesn't line up by the school scene. Uh -uh. Right. If I'm remembering this right. right. That's right. So then like. Oh, go ahead, please. No, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Then by the point. So like he knows something is off. By yeah. the time he gets to the schoolhouse, so then he gets trapped in the the well. I don't know, right? And then he sees her again, and like he's still like he's like, oh, she's she's close there. She's she. I found her sweater, and I'm like, dude, you know she's like not on the up and up. Like, why are you palling around with her? Like, what? Right. You know right. something's up. And this yeah. thing, this idea that he goes to the room and the writing is under the desk. And, and nobody her, looked under that desk. Nobody looked under this white ass room and this white ass desk with red writing underneath it. Yes. And and he asked the mom, "Did Ro, was Roe like depressed?" And she looked and she was like, "Well, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't really know." Like, motherfucker, did you look underneath this damn desk? And here's the other. Th- and here's the other shit that pissed me off. You know that this girl is your daughter for two minutes, and you're out here slinging <laughs> nicknames, right? Like right, he was begging, Ro, please drop it. First of all, not what? the best thing to say with a stick on fire in the wicker man. Don't right. tell your daughter to drop it when she's running towards the damn wicker man. Right. Like and you just met you. her and you're like, hey, um, ex estranged fiance is Roro. When did she where did she where did Roro where did Roro like to sit? Where's my little Roro Ro, Ro, boat? <laughs> what like, I don't understand. I, I just don't. I don't get it. I, was that really his daughter? I I don't know. Like, does, right? do they have to have children with every man that they go and try to coerce? I mean, I mean uh, so in order to make this work, or was that I an guess? accident? You have to I don't know what happens. If, okay, here, here's the alternate version. Let's say he gets that letter right and yep. he just tosses the shit like any sane person yeah. who got right. by their fiance. Right. Then what? Then your honey supply is screwed. Do you try again in the next couple months? Or like what happens there? Right. What if James Franco ain't as nice as of a cop as <laughs> Nicolas Cage was? What if somebody drops a doll outside and James Franco just runs over it with his motorcycle and was like, like fuck him? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you're assuming that everybody's going to be good and nice and worth the sacrifice. What happens when that don't work out? Your honey supply is relying on, damn, I hope yeah. this, you know, yeah. I hope that little cuddling we did was worth it because okay, <laughs> never forget it. I mean, I hope that you're floating more lines out there to try to attract some more victims of this or otherwise you're really hedging your bets that people are really nice. I mean, what if two people, here's another scenario. What if Nick Cage and a different dude show up at the same time and he's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm looking for my daughter. Oh shit. I'm looking for a kid too. Is she blonde with a red jacket? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you a cop? I'm a cop. No, that's weird. This is a coincidence. (laughs) Like the Wicker Man's. That's the sequel, right? Oh, the Wicker, Wicker Man. Wicker, Wicker Man. Uh, and like, I'm I'm pretty forgiving here. I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to cinematic adventures about oh, the movies. Brian, you are. He is. But 
Eli, the the idea, Widow. like, I understand the idea of like, ooh, it's eerie and ooh, it's the mm. same. It looks there's a there's there was a crash and that was scary and now you got to go to the scary island. Ooh, but like none of it works because you don't care about anybody. You have not been given a reason to care about literally anybody except Nicolas Cage who barely cares about his own character enough to like sell it not shout at people and not and like to and nothing it it, it's so hard to relate to him even though he's like I got broken up with which boom that should be a door for us like we have we as viewers have probably experienced her right but the way that frames it is just so nonchalant the way i get through that is by listening to a book on tape that i bought in a in a truck stop diner yeah Yeah. it's just so confusing and i don't know how you don't see that like like coming a mile away when you're filming this movie like i I understand there's professionals but like watching it and and reflecting on it it's like there's nothing for me to hang on to here like there's absolutely nothing for you to grapple onto like oh like I understand his motivation. He still loves her. We never got that. He never said nope. that. Nope. Oh, he's always the one time they kiss randomly. That loud ass kissing scene. Like you can hear them smacking as the camera zoomed out. I was like, why the hell y'all so loud? <laughs> it was so out of place too. It, it was, was just, so weird. Yeah. They were just, I, and I feel uh, like another thing with this, Brian is like, okay, if you want this to be absurdist, if you want this to be silly, do this. Lean right. in, right? Lean yeah. in yeah. and make this rated R. Oh, and yeah. let Nicolas oh, Cage, yeah. when he is pointing that pistol at people, <laughs> say things like "back the fuck up," like like <laughs> like that's that's what he needed to do. But the fact that he was "back up," I'll shoot you. I don't believe oh my you. God, I forgot really. about that. He's but... pointing his firearm oh my gosh, at seemingly children and women yep. in a place where he has. Yep. zero jurisdiction no, no authority no authority and the lady's like you know this is washington right and he was like right? i think i give a fuck he was like, Wait. what that is works like oh my gosh it it uh, that was so maddening to me too because it was like you have obviously no jurisdiction here nobody cares if you're a cop look around you right? like Just you're in that goddamn bed like, you're you're in like the you'll, be charged, you'll be charged you'll be charged with murder bitch i don't care like <laughs> you know what murder is they agreed to the murder it's still what? murder bitch what like, Charged to who? You're on an island, right? Like no, but there's no law enforcement agency on the island. Tops, you, you, one, tops, you have one pair of hair handcuffs. What are you going to do right. on an island with right. one pair? Of handcuffs? Cu- are you going to cuff like, everybody? <laughs> and and the film is aware of it. That's the part that right. like blows my mind. Is the right. film is clearly aware of this. So you'd think like you'd be like, oh, you're right. Like there'd be a moment of self-reflection of like, oh, maybe I got to tamp it down or, oh, you're right. I can't take you to a prison or a jail. But no, they just keep barreling forward yeah. in that school's yeah. that, that schoolhouse scene, which is just with like the, with the phallic symbol, phallic symbol. <laughs> and his first thing is school ain't what I thought it would be. Oh, excuse me. What's happening? And why is what? a crow in the desk? <laughs> it's like it's we wanted to put the crow in there to see how long he would survive. It's like, oh, okay, you this is an island of people who hate men. Like we should I'm sorry. Leave. what? But my, my other thing is like in all seriousness, like going back to Brian's point, one one thing. This movie is called The Wicker Man. I understand it's based off an old movie. Mm-hmm. We didn't see a Wicker Man until the end of this shit. Like, I what? thought 
maybe the wicker man was going to be a premonition or prophecy or something like that that would have came in sooner i would have i would have rather them call this honey time or bees because that's really (laughs) what they that's (laughs) what they showed like they showed that more than anything else other than the fucking wicker man which was at the end and then the wicker man didn't really get explained like that it was just like here's the wicker man and it's like (laughs) yeah or it's like here he is now here he is and we're gonna put you in the stomach but like in in all seriousness as a movie watcher this was the most frustrating thing to watch yes because it was like they would keep trying to lead you into it oh it's about to get good it's about to get good and then it would just go to another dumb scene of him chasing roe yes yeah Yes, and it would be yeah. the most confusing thing to me. Like you keep trying to pull this movie was 109 minutes long, if I'm not mistaken. 110 uh, yeah. minutes. Uh, yeah. Like you could have got this done in 50 minutes. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, this could have been 90 at most. You'd run it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like it was just weird to me how they kept trying to pull me in, kept trying to pull me in. And like I understand now. One thing I'll give them credit for, it was creepy. The mask, yeah. the music. Yeah. Um, even the flyer itself, if you look at the flyer, the Wicker Man mm-hmm. the movie poster. Oh, yeah, the poster is freaky. Intro oh, for music, sure. creepy. But when you get to the like the meat and potatoes of this thing, it was the most frustrating thing that I think I have watched in a long time. Like Space Jam Legacy was a little bit easier, and Black Widow was a little bit easier to watch than this. Oh, a, a little oh, bit. Look at that. That's lit. Right, I'm gonna there, click. Yes, yeah, look, look, oh. look how much potential this could have if i yeah. didn't know what this movie was about and yeah. for those listening uh for here for the pod you're not on the live cast i mean the, the poster's literally like the little girl with like white eyes yes. and yes. it's nicholas cage's face in the background like with, bee- with what looks like bees behind yeah. that are making out parts of his face it's it's actually a good poster a in my opinion poster it just doesn't match the vibe it communicate. Well, no, it does not match the vibe of the movie. But like, if someone's like, "This is a horror movie," I'd be like, "Yikes!" Yeah, yeah that, that is. is a horror movie. Yes, yeah. yes. It communicates everything super well. Um, as long as we're gonna, as long as we're talking about other movies, you had an easier time following. My question for you all is, what is the second act of this movie? Oof. Oh. Like, act. if you had to ballpark it, when do you think it starts? When do you think it ends? I think the second act of this movie starts hmm. when he runs into the women and the dudes with the bag. The women, where he goes, like, is that when a shark? Did, is that a, what, is, what is that? What what is that? A shark in there? Like oh, that? The island? Early. I that's think that's early. because I think the first act is so okay. like the foundation is okay. so rushed. I think the start of the first act happens when he first interacts with okay. people on the island. Okay. Because that shark scene is bonkers. Like that okay. shark scene is bizarre. What do you got a shark in there? And they don't even respond. They just go <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. what? It's, it's not um, creepy. It's not. It's no. It's silly. It's, it's just silly. nothing. I um, think the s- second act for me, the school scene. Maybe the okay. when he goes yeah. to the okay. school. Yeah. I feel like that is when they kind of try to hit you with something different where they're like, okay, you've been kind of talking to one people one-on-one. Now we're going to put you in a group. So it kind of gets you more on the upper slope. Like, okay, we're about to get some answers because he found the, the attendance book. So that's what I would say that second, because it confirmed this child exists. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would. And I would say the second act for me, I think the second act of this movie ends and the third act begins when he interacts with the lady summer's isle. Okay. 
where See, he's I consider at the fourth act. <laughs> Just because I feel like because here's what what to me they tried to really set her up as this mm-hmm. yeah. big thing, and we got yeah. to her, and it wasn't as uh, it was kind of anticlimactic. But it so actually was very much was. was. Um, and so I felt like they were trying to make that the thing, and right. granted, mm-hmm. they, that you are. I think you're right, Doug. I think that's third act for sure. Sure. And fourth act is the wicker is like the bear suit on, like from that, like after the whale. I that's think that that is finale time. Yeah, finale time. Yeah. And just the way, like the fucking dialogue with portions of this, where the way they introduce some of these like key moments. Oh, yeah. Like if you listen to the conversation between the two women about the bear suit, she's like, "Oh man, don't need your bear suit this year." She's like, "Yep, you would have a whole family of bears." What? The no, that's fuck? not what are she, you. That's what? not what they're saying. That conversation was that lady calling the other lady fat. She says what? every year right. you have to let out that bear suit oh, before you know Jesus. it. You're going to have to have a whole family of bears. And she says, well, the bear suit just keeps shrinking every year. That was the whole oh, dialogue between right. them. And, and then I he randomly walks in. And then says nothing, nothing. and walks up and just yep. punches her in the face. Yep. yep, that's the whole thing. That's it. Oh, well, that's, I'm glad you picked up on that because I was yeah. lost when was I was such like... A random, but you're right. The dialogue was so random. You just had two women comment on each other's weight for no reason. <laughs> right. And, I, and they're not reacting with like, man, fuck you. Like, yeah. I, right. like they're just jovial about it. Yeah, I. that's just... I, it's weird. Well, and so the, the the whole point of me asking is because I feel like this movie is so ethereal that like you can't really pinpoint when any of this starts or when any of it ends. I agree, Marcus. I think if you had to put pins on a map, I feel like the school scene is like, okay, we're getting into it. That's the start of the second act. And the end of the second act is like when he meets Sister Summer yeah, and the yeah. third act on is like, Get ready for the finale. Yep. Here's the finale. Yeah, like, yep. but it's so you can't get your hands around it mm-hmm. at all. And this, I, I'm sorry, I need to talk about the school scene one more time because it's mm-hmm. just so it's bizarre. bizarre. Take your time. Uh, he he. <laughs> so, from a story perspective, the the rogue cop goes into the school and he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I have questions. You're interrupting a class. Yep. Like, what are you yeah. doing?" obviously you're trying to talk to like the school teacher she is she going to talk to you at whatever you keep going you keep interrogating everybody Mm -hmm. and then you get to a moment where you find information he's like you crossed her name out and it's like this really weird moment of like oh cat got the canary and it's Mm -hmm. like nobody responds to it in an appropriate way is what it feels like. Like Nick Cage is like, I knew it. You're all liars. And the children are like, ha ha ha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rose is like, oh, well we have to punish people yeah. here. Like completely ignoring right. the fact that she lied to him mm-hmm. and he's not like respond. Like he's not right. processing that. And then no. they're like, come talk to me outside. And he's like, okay. Right. <laughs> Super fired up, and then she's like, "Yeah, she might be burned, or she might be oh, buried. She'll, she'll well, be burned. She'll be burned. Call, she'll be burned. Yeah, you might call it the ground where we put her. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's and, just and, and like, bizarre. So you know she's lying. You know she's lying. You know that there's deception here, but you're like, all right, I'm gonna trust her to go to this grave thing, though. Like, that's that's legit, though. She's for sure telling me the right information now. Like, 
the logic of it just only serves to move to the next plot point. I've never seen it laid so bare ever. And it's just so nonsensical. It's like, well, we have to go here now because that's what the movie needs us to do with no window dressing. It's not fun at all. Like, it's just, okay, here no. we go. No, sorry. That's, I had to, I no, just had Brian, to that. It's bizarre. Well, well, while you're here, Brian, talk to us about the log scene. Oh yeah, Brian. I want I want to hear about the elaborate caste system that has been set up between men and women on yes. this island in yes, Wicker please. Man. I'm interested. All the love to my wife Maggie. I don't know if she heard me laugh super loud during the scene because I like barrel laughed because there's a scene where I think it's like towards the second half of the movie. It's and it's age. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you know where it is? I it's got it's right shortly after the scene where he is after the doctor's office. Yeah. She says like, you've been treated with the old, eight, old like ways. the, um, uh, with the old ways, like something like that. <laughs> and so he's walking in the forest, like out of context, he sees these men loading up logs and he's like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> let, let me help you. And he gets off a bike. <laughs> There's bikes on the island, which feels First like, all, I never right? saw that bike ever before. That no. scene. Like, it, in any case, he gets off his bike. So they take time out of the scene to get off his bike. He goes to help the men. The men don't talk to him. So there's no dialogue in the scene. He's like, here, nope. let me help you. And he lifts one of the logs out of the cart. And yep. then they all fall down. Yep. I'm so sorry. I'm laughing. Too. And then they all fall down. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then he leaves. Yeah. yeah. It's like these men who are like mute. Who for we're assuming because they don't talk to him. And so yeah. he basically is just going around this island causing mischief and chaos. Like, oh, I see your nice pile of logs you have there. Be a shame if they all fell down. And then he like keeps on going, tries to talk to the guy. The guy says nothing. He's like, Well, see you later. Like, yeah, like you should have known something was wrong then. Yeah. All the men on the island don't talk. No. <laughs> it's just so out of place. It doesn't add anything no. to his character. It doesn't add any horror. It doesn't add any suspense. No. There's no world building if you're trying to communicate that something's up with the men. This doesn't do it. And then no. you have a scene later where they're all in the tavern anyway. Right. It just, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it does just does not make it a does whole absolutely lot of sense. nothing and made me laugh so much. Right. I can't stop giggling about it because it's just so absurd. The last, the, here's the last thing that I really want to get into. And I want to get into the last 15, like 10 minutes of this. Yeah. Movie because this movie is on a trajectory of being pretty pg-13 right like he cusses a couple times yeah. but you don't really hear anything stuff is a little spooky or eerie yeah. but it's not really flagrantly out there mm -hmm. but in the the span of 15 minutes nicholas cage in a bear suit punches a woman in the face <laughs> yeah. then he then he at, upon realizing that he's going to be sacrificed pulls out a firearm and aims it at innocent women and children right innocent. that's I don't two. Know the innocent well, okay, so <laughs> okay, so he aims it. Line, so he aims yeah, it at right. women. He aims it at women and children, whether they're complacent in the ruse or not, has yet yes. to be determined. Yes, yes, yes. Then he gets swarmed, and he starts in the in the uncut portion of this movie, spits on them and calls them bitches, and then. <laughs> You you hear the sound of his legs breaking, which yes. is a horrifying sound. 
and then he's hung and burned alive. That's the and then James yeah. Franco's like, check out that hot girl. That's the <laughs> last ten minutes of this thing. God yeah. damn. What? Like, yeah. were they just saving this all up for the end? I, I was genuinely like, oh my god, this was a this was a pick. We used to call these in track pickup sprints because you started really slow, but you were a hundred percent by the end. Yeah, I don't know why this movie was made. <laughs> I'll just say that. I, just, I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know why this movie was made. I literally no. watched this and was like. This has been the worst movie I think I've seen in a long time. <laughs> and I remember seeing the trailer for this, like growing up and like, yeah. obviously didn't watch it because we were like heavily involved in the church. So we didn't, we didn't watch oh, like this, this. Yeah. That would, but like, been, yeah. we, you know, I remember seeing this and was like, man, that movie looks really, really creepy. But oh, yeah. then Doug posted the TikTok of the bear punching, like, you know, and it was just a, it was a whole lot of unnecessary stuff going on, and I just this movie was bad. It was yeah. just bad. Yeah, it that's I, just a good way to put it. And, and Chris Shelton's, may the Lord forgive you, <laughs> <laughs> because, because because we might not. <laughs> like I'll get to your I'll get to your question, Doug. I mean, I'll make a point here. This did bring me joy in this conversation. Oh, this for movie. Sure has brought me joy in this conversation of the absurdity of it. And I'm happy I, again, people talk about this movie all the time. Just this is a benchmark in just how not to make a movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, to your point though, Doug, it, it, it's almost like they were all having dinner one night and <laughs> Nick, Nick cage was like, okay, this is how I want the movie to end the guy live and they break his knees and they're like, okay. And he's like, okay, but what, what do we do before that? And like the, if they had put as much effort into like yeah. the wicker man burning scene as they had done to like the mystery and the investigation, then maybe we could have got something. But like the tone, the tone of this movie is just so all over the place yeah. that when you yeah. get to that moment, it's so breakneck that you don't really have time to process like, oh, oh, they're kill they're killing they're he's dead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and he's and and he's dead, everybody. That's why the director director's cut, maybe it's better. I don't mm, know. I mean I can't believe I'm saying this. The but like, only reason why the director cut might be better is because the director cut of this movie is where you get that famous scene. Well, one, right. all of this, like you hear his legs breaking, you see it in the director's cut. You mm. see them essentially hobble them, you see him spit on them. <laughs> You see him like them pick him up and put this like cage around his head. And then they pour bees yeah. on his head. Mm -hmm. yes. And he goes, no, 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 not the bees. They're in my eyes, not the bees. Then everything else after that is pretty much normal. Yikes. So that's, those are the parts of this that are really like missing. Um, but I don't, while that scene is hilarious because he's, <laughs> Like it's it's hilarious to watch him react this way. It's also kind of like perplexing of like, why did that that of all the things you cut as yeah, a director? You, yeah, yeah, that's what you cut. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense whatsoever because what, the rest of your his suffering is all audio. And what I'm and maybe in 2006. Like let's go backwards. Maybe this movie is supposed to be a women empowerment movie. Like Maybe. we don't need men and like okay. men are a danger to society. And this is what happens when you 
place them in a society with their privilege and with their, you yeah. know, male, whatever, whatever you want to call, call it. And you put them on an island where there is order. They have a yeah. way of doing things. Granted, he is the sacrifice. So they bought him to the island. Maybe this is maybe the way to think of it is like this is women empowerment. Maybe like maybe. I mean, I don't based, know. right. There's a feminist doctoral thesis here because the, oh, yeah. Marcus, I mean, you're absolutely right. You could argue this is an idyllic island where they yes. don't really have a ton of problems. No, well, uh, there's no law enforcement. And only when the law enforcement shows up, does shit go to hell? Only when that <laughs> white man cop shows up, do, do things <laughs> Go down really fast. Oh, and by the Jesus. way, he's just by the way, right before the finale, he's just going into houses, by the way. Oh, like, yeah, dude, not knocking, dude, just kicking down yeah. doors. Yeah. Nick Cage is just busting down doors and being like, Where is she? And like <laughs> there's people in some of the houses and they're just straight up laughing at him. Yeah. Like but the other thing that's crazy like, is they're like, Do you have permission to be in here? It's your house. Do you give him permission right, to yeah. be in here? Like, like <laughs> It is just like it, it is a madman. It, it is a man just losing it, and yeah. wherever yeah. he goes, it seems destruction follows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he upset the balance of their community, yeah. and he yeah. was taken out of the equation. It seems everything was fine. So mm -hmm. I feel like there's something there about yeah, how I, I feel like there's something there. I feel like you could you could depict it as an unintentional feminist empowerment piece. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah, I'm right. watching it again to find out. But there's no way they did that on purpose. I just no, do not oh, believe that. No, no, especially, after, especially after that quote where Nick was like, me and the director did this as a, as absurdist humor. No, you didn't. Like oh. that's a after the fact. Up. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is like I think it's so funny they spend so much time on the bees. Like we get it, it's yeah. honey, it's bees. But like the the cop, the 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 uh the woman cop who comes to talk to him mm -hmm. is there at the end, yeah. and then the two people from the car are there at the end. But it is so fast. That reveal yeah. is so fast. I think it's Very barely fast. three seconds. I want to yeah. say if you were to put a stopwatch to it, probably I missed it. I only saw it when I watched, like when I was looking, um, when I was trying to find the bees scene. I had to go to YouTube to find the infamous bees scene, yeah. um, and one of the, and I had to watch it with commentary. And that was when I was like, "Oh, th mm -hmm. these are the people from the beginning of the movie." So that wasn't clear, but you wanted to make the log thing clear, right? Okay, <laughs> you want to make them like bothering yeah. these people. I, I, I just, I yeah. don't understand. I, I, it's gobbledygook. The fact that like this is attempting to be horror is just a yeah. something so stupendously awful. I don't even know how you could watch this and be like, "Ooh, I'm scared," this, and not this, just see like a Nick Cage vanity project. Mm -hmm. I just I can't. This is a classic example. I feel like of Hollywood doing a like we'll do a remake and it'll be just as scary as the original because if you read like what critics said at the time of the original wicker man they said this is terrifying like yeah. this yeah. is like uh, the original wicker man was acclaimed as this like you, we've never seen anything this scary before and it's it's terrifying to think that there might be something like this might actually exist so this feels like a we'll ride the coattails of its right. predecessor and it'll be just as scary except surprise nick cage wears a bear suit like the minute that that was introduced some production assistant at warner brothers had to have been like so this isn't a horror movie anymore is it oh no it still is <laughs> okay I mean, like yeah. i guess God and that speed. was such 
like a unforced error too yeah. by the way when you're looking yeah. at it from like a team mentality like nobody forced you to do this no, you can very that was, easily that was the an intentional suit. choice like there's no you can cut the bear suit and nothing changes no literally affected so nothing in the movie it would have done you, nothing you made a decision just say like you wanted to put a bear suit on to punch a woman and right. make it fine like if that's what you wanted to do yeah cuz it's not a problem if he looks ridiculous doing right it. Right. I, those jokes. I, oh yeah, my gosh. This is gross. Gentlemen, we've kind of petered out and kind of gotten to the end of this. So here is my question for y'all. Should people watch this? Yes or no? No. Okay. Why not? There's always, of course, there's always like, you should watch this to know what not to do. Yeah. I can tell you, just don't watch this. Yeah. Like if, if it's free and it happens to come on, Watch it and enjoy it with a group of friends. Yeah. But if you're just going to like spend $3.99 to rent and watch this movie to see if we're right, just don't watch the movie. This isn't us like even being mean, mean just to be mean. Like it really is not a good movie. Like people talk about how Catwoman was a bad movie. I enjoyed Catwoman way more. Catwoman had a very clear second act. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point, Brian. I'd say no. I say okay. no. Okay, Brian. I I echo what Marcus is saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, bad movies are fun, but like, I you don't need to watch this to like no. understand what not to do if you're into making movies or to figure out what like what a bad movie is. Honestly, I'm actually going to use this time. Watch Midsummer instead. Yeah, if you're like, that's, maybe that's I'm going to watch Man to see what the hype is about. Don't do that. Watch Midsummer, which takes everything this movie's trying to do and does it 1000% better. It's scary. It's freaky. It's confusing. And it does everything they probably wanted to do with this movie, Mm -hmm. but they do it phenomenally. They would run lap. They, it runs laps around Wicker Man, in my opinion. And it's all this, it's very similar themes, very Mm -hmm. similar structure. So I would just recommend Midsummer. Go watch, go watch Florence Pugh. Uh, do that and see your, you know, run laps around Nick Cage. So no, you don't, here's, you don't need to watch. And here's what I would say. If you're going to watch a Wicker Man, watch the 1973 version yeah. because it has Christopher Lee. It's the first time this story was told. Yeah. It sounds like this. It's a much more concise storyline. Mm-hmm. If you really want to see the moments of this movie that are like, oh man, they're really funny. Google them. Yeah, like you're sure. going to, there's, there's yeah. a five to six minute cut on YouTube of yep. all of Nick's cages, most craziest moments yep. from this movie. Yep. Watch that instead. Way better. Otherwise to Marcus's point, play a drinking game with this. And every time you lose track, <laughs> uh, every time they say a plant name, take a drink, like yeah. play, play that game and watch it that way with It'd friends, be wasted. but don't, don't sit down and pay the three ninety nine and be like, <laughs> let's see if I can stick it to the films and black and white crew. Cause you're not gonna, this is, this is, this is bad. Mm-mm. So, um, great. Awesome. Uh, gentlemen, we have a viewer submitted question that I do want to answer before we move into what we would plug and what we want to kind of get into. Um, and the, oh, we'll just share it. We'll just show it. Um, the question is from one of our viewers is hey. I have an important question. Once upon a time, time about once upon a time in Hollywood, one of Quentin's best movies <sighs> or just mediocre. So in the, in a short while without writing a doctoral thesis on this question, um, <laughs> thoughts on once upon a time in hollywood right 
I can start us off. This Please is actually do. a top three Quentin Tarantino film okay. for me. I think that it is. A, it, I think it's a good film. Let me start there. I think it does a really good job of just being a love letter to that mm-hmm. time in Hollywood, which is why sure. I think your mileage varies with how much you enjoy this film. For someone like me, who I like, I love films. Like, I love seeing the process of how films are made. Like, I'm talking yeah. like we're going back to like the 30s and 40s of like, I enjoy understanding the history of film. And so to uh-huh. get a movie where it's kind of, well, I'm that the thing I was going to say might have been a spoiler, but what I'll say is that to get something in that time period with some very notable people, uh, sure. whether it's celebrities or historical figures. I think that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I think it's a top three film. Also, it just looks beautiful. And Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio is amazing in it. Um, yeah. Can't speak highly of it enough. Yeah. Um, Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of boost what you were saying. I think that this Tarantino, this is Tarantino, like showing appreciation for where he got his inspiration from as far as why he got into the business and why he decided yeah. to do it. So I agree. I think this is a top five tarantino film for me um and i think it's good i just think it's i think it's not what we're used to seeing i mean if you compare this to some of his other classics like kill bill and pulp fiction and others this does kind of sit on the outlier as far as the spectrum is concerned but i think that that's what makes it better is that he took a subject matter that he maybe wasn't as familiar and comfortable with and really did a good job with it and like you said um brad pitt and and dicaprio do an awesome job in it so i i would echo that sentiment of it being a top five for me Mm, yeah for me, um, I would say that I haven't seen this shit, but everybody kept talking about it, and I just refused to watch it. So there you go. <laughs> all right, hey, that that's a that's an honest opinion, and you know what? That's what we're all about here. Hey, you white. have the range and the spectrum here. Like I went and saw that opening weekend, I was hyped as hell. Like I, I get it though, man. I get yeah. it because if you don't have any fondness for that era at all, like yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, I like I like Bruce Lee, I like Leonardo DiCaprio, I like what I seen in the trailer, what I feel like was the right. movie. Mm-hmm. I have no understanding of what it is, what's it about or nothing like that. Like, to be honest with you, everybody just kept talking about it. Some people said it was too long. Some people said it was an amazing, it was amazing. Some people, most people I know watched it on an airplane ride. Yep. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it, it is. Look, I think Tarantino is very long winded and you, and like, you're either okay with yeah. it or you're not. Yeah. I get yeah. 100%. It. Like Zack Snyder and his four hour cut. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But good question, though. That was yeah, a solid question. question. Thanks for submitting. Um, gentlemen, my we have now reached the point in time where it is time to plug our stuff. And I am going to start us off with uh, the, our, our catch that quotable leader, a one Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, oh, what do you have to plug this week? Hey, uh, you know, you see what I got on here. This is some new Noah gear. Um, yeah. I'm test running it. You know what I mean? We are we are we are trying some new things out. Hopefully the store will be open soon. Uh, I keep saying that, but you know, the main thing here is just to follow the mantra, never offended, always humble. That is the main thing. Um, Soul Tie will be dropping a new song Wednesday called Investments. <clears throat> and so Wednesday, by the time you hear this, it'll be Friday, but on Wednesday, make sure you go up. By the time you hear this, go stream Investments by Soul Tie. It's going to be a hit. He's got more music on the way. We all got more music on the way. I am planning my next project as we speak okay so uh it's gonna be a vibe it's gonna be a thing but beyond everything everybody just keep your composure keep your cool um this world is crazy 
people are nuts, but you just have to do the best you can as best you can. Yes. Yep. That's very true. That's it. That's very, very true. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, One Brian Roush, what do you have to plug this week? Hey, everybody. Uh, Check out the lovenerds.com. It uh, falls right around the corner. And uh, I know you've been getting all those summer recipes, uh, whether they be chicken wings or hot dogs or whatever summer dish you got. But you know what? Falls around the corner. And you got to switch that up. You can't bring that old summer stuff now. Except the wings. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can eat wings anytime. Obviously, you can trot out, you know, the wings recipes. But all I'm saying is that you might need to switch it up. You can figure out those recipes right now. Get it all figured out for your holiday season. So head to thelovenerds.com. Also, make sure to uh, check out my TikTok account, at Rogue Roush. We're we're doing everything. Uh, We're talking about Star Wars visions there. We're talking about Star Wars spaceships. We're talking about everything. So make sure to drop on by uh, at Rogue Roush on TikTok. Oh, the nerd journey has concluded. So I just wanted to say thank you, everybody, for liking and sharing those videos. I appreciate it. They're apparently tallying up the votes right now, so we'll we'll know a winner soon. Um, hey. uh, thank hey. you to everybody who liked and shared, commented, followed everything. I appreciate it, Mister Three K, Mister Three Thousand himself. Wow, um, gentlemen, I have two things to plug. One, plug it. Um, follow us on TikTok at Films in Black yes, and White. Um, from the depraved mind of one Doug Wagner, please. you get the TikTok pages that I think are funny. Um, and if only for myself, they make me chuckle. So go no, check they those are out. Hilarious. Go check those out if you are so inclined. Big ups to Brian for coaching me on how to get better at that. So oh. shout out to Brian for offering. I'm me in a room full of TikTokers. Look, here's the thing. My job taught me I'm not really one for making TikToks, but oh, I can sure. produce it. TikTok. Okay. No, okay. So you might have to be my ideas generator, Marcus, when yeah, I feel yeah. stale. Um, the other thing that I will strongly encourage folks to do is to join our pa- Patty family. Um, help us watch every episode live. Um, sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash films in black and white. Uh, we do do some, we do viewers only, uh, subscriber only live streams, um, as well as some other fun bonus content. So please check that out and consider signing up. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. But gentlemen, the most important thing that we have to pass on to our listeners and viewers as we close things out is our three-step process to success. So, Brian, kick us off with the first step. The first step here is read a book. Please read a book. book. Uh, Look, we talked about The Wicker Man today, and (laughs) I would, you know, maybe if some of those folks had read a book about (laughs) some subjects in that film, Maybe it would have been better. Uh, I don't know, but maybe. So read a book. Read a book. It's important. You heard it here. Um, Marcus, what's the second step step to success? Oh, the second step is to drink some water. Brian said it falls around the corner. It's getting cooler, but you still have to drink some water even in the fall. You know what I mean? I know pumpkin spice flavored everything is coming out, but uh, you, you, you really... You really still got to drink that water. So, you know, get yourself a Mio, get yourself a couple squirts of that Mio in there, Crystal Light, something like that. Put some flavor in it. And uh, but just make sure you're getting some 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 water. Absolutely. And uh, I, I interject really quick before you do you close this out, though, Doug, okay. really quick. Uh, I do want to say f- join the Patreon. If you're listening to this, please join the Patreon because Chris Schulten's is a Patreon subscriber and he told us what movie to watch and we did it by the That's way. Very true. We did it and we gave That's it the film true. black and white treatment and we will do that 
for any film. We we will we yeah. will do this and, and go through the experience, whether it is good or bad, or good just bothering. Um, we will do that for you, for our Patreon folks, because we care about you and yeah. we appreciate that you're here. And we really appreciate Chris Schultons uh for being a part of the the Patty family, as Doug says. Yeah, and right. uh, we are we are happy to do this for our fans. So I just wanted to say that. I'm sorry, I know I'm messing up the flow no, here. You are fine. To say that before the it's got away. good to have a pl- palate cleanser, Brian, before the really hard advice hits and the hard advice this week is as every week is just please wash your ass um look everybody it's fall things are getting dustier uh you know it's important the the air is going to dry out more so take care of your skin by washing it just wash your ass whether that's a wash. I mean, if you like pumpkin spice, get yourself some pumpkin spice do uh, flavored body wash and do that. just wash your ass that way. Um, whatever you got to do, but a cloth, a so some soap, your hand, just get up all in it and give it a nice little scrub for just if not for me, then do it for yourself. Uh, and so that's where we're at. So yeah. wash your ass, and as I always add, and your legs. Letting the water drip down is not washing your yeah. legs. Wash yeah. your legs. Um, so that's what we got. So ladies and gentlemen, that closes us out for this week. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back next week with a news episode. So breaking down the latest news coming out of Hollywood. Um, in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch y'all next week.